0: Never afraid to take on a new challenge, Jurgen Klinsmann and the U.S. men's national team put their 11-match winning streak on the line against Bosnia and Herzegovina on Wednesday. This is the SBI Show. I am Garrett Cleverly. hours away from his vacation.
1: Hours away is Ivis Galarcep. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. I'm uh, in between packing right now, and uh, in, in about 12 hours, I'll be getting on a plane, heading to Lima, Peru for a couple weeks, uh, visiting family and just taking some time off uh, what I'm hoping to be my first real extended vacation in a very long time. I'm, before I, the
0: show you were talking, I'm surprised. You're like at 65% done as of recording the show. I'm, I'm amazed by that.
1: Well, uh, it's only because my wife is coming <laughs> along and she she's on me all the time about packing. When I Normally when I pack, when I go on all my road trips, I generally pack uh, an hour before I leave. So it doesn't matter. I mean, even if it's like the World Cup. If it's just me going, uh, you know, it's just how I do it. I, I pack late. I, I, I head to the airport late. I, I'm generally, uh, I, I'm just one of those guys that I just like to time it out perfectly. And and normally 98% of the time I'm pretty on point and I, I don't have any mishaps. But it's always, it's part of the thrill. I think I think most people who travel a lot, yeah, a lot of people who travel a lot, get into that. You know, you get into wanting to time it perfectly. You want to get to the airport at exactly the right time, no time to spare, no waiting around. Yeah. And just and just stroll onto the plane. It's just that's that's when you know you've hit your mark perfectly.
0: I can never understand like why needs to get to the airport like two hours early. On Thursday, like for sure, like I leave at three. At nine o'clock I'll be like, oh my God, is this stuff gonna dry in time for this for this trip? I don't think I'm gonna make it.
1: Yeah, you know what I think it's people. honestly I think it's people who don't travel a lot and just hear the horror stories about everything <laughs> go wrong. And hey, you know what? Things can go wrong when you travel without a doubt. Uh, you know, you you can hit traffic. You, can, you know, all all call, things can happen. Exactly. For sure. But I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, and you can't live in fear of that stuff. You just gotta, you know what? Take take a chance. You know, push yeah. it. Uh, I'm all for pushing it and try to get there right on time. And you know, uh, once in the blue moon, it might come back to bite me. But more often than not, uh, I I usually make it right on time. And I know it definitely drives my wife nuts whenever we travel, and 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 I get us. I get to stay right at the right time, no, you know, and I never sweat it. It's just, it's just how it is. I just love, love the, doing it
0: that way. The good thing about, for me, when I travel, I always clean my room in case, like, I die. I don't want anyone to go into my room and be like, oh, this guy was a mess. So like, my room is always clean when I get back.
1: <laughs> Are you hiding all the incriminating stuff? You I, don't, to, you I know? don't know. <laughs>
0: like, I have this, like, fear that, like, my parents will walk into my room. My dad will be like, typical Garrett, room's a mess. Like, it's all I can think
1: of, like... <laughs> you know, I know you're just hiding all the, you know, you're like, you're like 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 the, the character in Breaking Bad, a uh, Gale who gets shot. You to, keep
0: saying that. I don't want. It's watch all about you. Breaking don't Bad. Get... See, you all know right. what? I know you
1: don't watch it, but I'm sure most um, a good number of our readers, uh, listeners, watch it. So I'm all I'm all about using Breaking Bad references, especially since the show is about to end.
0: Yes, and and for people who also think that I'm 26, but I don't. My room's not a mess, but you know, growing up a house of four boys, the house was always a disaster. Ivis. We've BSed enough. Usually, we save BSing for the end of the show, but we need to uh, we need to get into what we're going to talk about. This is a U.S. Men's National Team special show, last show uh, that we're going to do before we go on vacation. Roster came out. Jurgen Klinsman announced it on Monday. You and know, you were kind of joking on the last show about how the, all the players are already training in Bosnia yet the roster hasn't come out though. Lots of talk, lots of discussion on this roster. Lots of names missing. Um, tons to talk about. However, Ivis, what were your initial reactions to the roster when it
1: came out? Well, the interesting thing is it was it was tough to know what direction Klinsman would go in, right? Cuz I mean, uh, well ahead of time, you know, uh, back in July when you looked ahead to this game, <clears throat> you figured okay, he's going to call in European guys. He'll leave the MLS guys for sure. He might leave the Mexican guys just to kind of not have them have to travel all the way from North America to Europe in the middle of their season. Uh but, you know, he ended up he ended up leaving most of the MLS guys back, but he did call in uh, Mexican League guys, and he did call in a pair of Seattle Sounders. And I, I think it's safe to say that the guys he called in from this side of the pond are going to probably start. You know, I don't think he's calling in uh Eddie Johnson or even Brad Evans. Uh, I don't think he's bringing them all the way in from Seattle just to have them sit on the bench or come off the bench. And same goes for someone like Joe Corona. Who, you know, I, I think he'll get a start. I don't know about Eric, Edgar Castillo. I got to say, I, I, I'm not sold on that one. He might be the exception to that rule, um, you know, just because, you know, you want to bring him in. And and, well, and I'm sure it's also a little in, uh, insurance in case anything happens with Fabian Johnson, who, we, as we've seen in the past, you know, he can pick up a knock and then all of a sudden you're scrambling for a left back. So I think maybe Castillo could be the exception to that rule. But uh, I'd say the one, the big thing that stood out. No Clint Dempsey, no and Donovan, uh, and and you know when you talk about what's supposed to be an A team, uh, 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 international fixture date with uh, an opponent in Europe, uh, you, you generally have those guys available. Uh, it should be noted you didn't have Dempsey or Donovan against Russia, and that U.S. team did pretty well. They got the late equalizer to tie it up against Russia. So I think Klinsman's doing that by design, you know. I mean, obviously Klinsman, uh, Dempsey just made his move uh, to Seattle, so he's, he's settling in. Although he spent all of Monday on a media tour of New York City, which I thought was pretty cool just for him to kind of get that exposure and help get exposure for the league. So he's already kind of doing his part, being the pitch man, earning his salary. Uh, and then you have Landon Donovan, who obviously is back in MLS. He just played on Sunday night. That was probably a tough turnaround time. You know, if you're a Klinsman, you're looking at that and you're going, he just played a full 90 on Sunday night. Am I really going to bring him all the way over here and have him play on Wednesday? Uh, he had a great Gold Cup. I don't need to bring him in. So I think it's a good chance for some of these other guys like Josie Altador, to kind of be the new attacking leader and not have the U.S. team rely so much on Dempsey and Donovan like they have for so many years.
0: And there are also some other guys that we've talked about, some younger guys getting called in that people are very excited about. John Anthony Brooks is one. Aaron Johansson called in. He cannot play. Uh, Bobby Wood called in. Cody Cropper called in, the goalkeeper at Southampton. And, you know, I noticed the comments that Klinsman had afterwards. I mean, especially for Johansson and Brooks, you know, he's saying that he wants to, in, you know, integrate them, you know, welcome them to the club. I mean, I thought it was funny. I mean, he's like, he wants, when he said that Brooks, he wants them to meet new buddies and feel comfortable I thought that was kind of funny when Juergen said that, but all of a sudden, just like that, Michael Roscoe has to leave because of a hamstring injury, and you look at the center back depth for the U.S. men's national team, it looks like John Anthony Brooks might get an opportunity to either start or play on Wednesday.
1: Well, that's definitely. Uh, I have a feeling that 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 shook things up for Klinsman. I, I was definitely under the impression that Michael Orozco was going to get the start alongside Jeff Cameron. Uh, I thought I thought Orozco was great in the Gold Cup, in the group stages. He was very very solid. Played for my for me the best games he's ever played in the U.S. uniform. When you're talking about a full game, mm-hmm. he looked really poised, really strong. on The ball, great passer. Uh, his passing was solid. So, he, you know, he he showed progress in that Gold Cup. And I think this was going to be that next step, uh, this next opportunity for him to show that he can do it against better competition. And unfortunately, he got the hamstring injury. Now he's out. That opens the door for someone like John Anthony Brooks, who's in camp. Uh, you know he's in now, and and you know it, it's it, it's a great opportunity for him. As we talked about the last show, for him to kind of get to know the team, get settled in, get that familiarity with the group. And I tell you what, the, you know, Jurgen Klinsman is, not, is, is is a sharp guy, right? He brings he not only calls in John Anthony Brooks, he calls in Terrence Boyd. And and I'm not saying Terrence Boyd is there just because Brooks is there, but it should be no noted that Brooks and Boyd are very good friends. So that's going to help uh, Brooks settle in that much more, uh, you know, to have someone who he's known such a long time uh, there with him to kind of walk him through things, get him, get him to know everybody. So, uh, you know, I think it's a perfect opportunity for him to get, not only get to know everybody, feel comfortable, feel like, you know what, this is the place I want to be going forward. But now, you know, he's got a chance to start and it's going to be either him or Tim Reem And, you know, obviously I know, People, I know there's this growing majority, uh, this, gr- this this large contingent of U.S. fans who cannot stand Tim Reed. And just the name that I mean, his name is almost bordering like in the like kind of Jonathan Bornstein territory <laughs> of just pure like hate among amongst the big section of U.S. fans who don't think he should ever wear U.S. uniform. And I, you know what? Here's my thing. Uh, obviously, everyone, uh, most people who follow me know that, you know, I was really high on Tim Reed before he went to Europe When after he uh, made his great rookie year in MLS. Uh, you know, he tailed off his second year. The, the pressure got to him a bit. He, he, he kind of lost his way uh, and really hasn't got, gotten it back since then. And, and you know, I think he's, he's clearly had his struggles. But at the same time, he's in, in Europe now. He's at Bolton. Uh, you know, Klinsman has obviously talked to Dougie Friedman. He's gotten some reports. He rates Tim Reed. He just hasn't, you know, Reem just hasn't been playing enough for him to call him in. But now he sees an opportunity. Reem played recently for Bolton. Uh, it's an opportunity to take a look at him, see where he stands. And I, you know what? What I'd say to people is, listen. Okay, when Bob Bradley called Tim Reem in and played him in the Gold Cup, started him in Gold Cup games, you know, you could look at it and say, oh, there's Bob Bradley just having a, you know, playing a favorite, a guy who shouldn't be on the field, kind of like Bornstein. You know what? You could You could write it off. But now you have a second national team coach. You have a second coach, a completely different coach. Jurgen Klinsmann has decided, hey, I want to take a look at Tim Rehm. I want to see what he's about, what he can bring to the table. If you got two coaches now, two national team coaches have both decided to bring him in, take a look at him, maybe he's got something to to offer. Maybe there's something there, some qualities. The fact of the matter is, passing-wise, his passing is outstanding. When he's on his game, he's the best passer in the U.S. national team pool. That, And we're talking anybody. I mean – we're even talking Matt Beesler, who right now is the gold standard at center back overall for American center backs. Mm-hmm. But that—that's what—that's what gets uh, co- I think for me, that's what gets coaches uh, drives them, uh, gets them going about Tim Reem is they see the quality that he has passing the ball, and they see and you know what if he ever gets it back, if he ever figures things out again, tightens it up defensively, stop making the mistakes that totally derailed his his rapid rise. I'm telling you, he'll be right back in that mix. He is that good a passer, that technical a player, that he's kind of worth the gamble. Well, guess there's a couple other
0: guys in here, and you kind of, like, Sasha Kleschen's another guy, and you wonder, guys like Kleschen and, and Tim Ream, uh, maybe Danny Williams, you know, guys that you're going to call it in and kind of maybe saying, like, look, you, you are going, you might have an opportunity to play in this game, and, and if you can form, perform against Bosnia, maybe it will increase your chances for Brazil. I mean, do you kind of see this as almost the last chance for a couple guys to really perform at a high level before Jurgen kind of really gets his, his roster set?
1: Well, I mean, I think, if anything, it's definitely uh, one, the last chance before September when you're talking about who's going to get the call for these qualifiers, these, these key qualifiers in September against Costa Rica and Mexico. Uh, well, what's interesting about the, the, the remaining qualifiers is that if the U.S. wins one of these next two games— mm-hmm. They're pretty much qualified for the World Cup, right? They could set themselves up to have these two remaining qualifiers that are that are not that they don't need that are are you know meaningless. They can bring in younger guys, and I think that that could make those games an opportunity for some of the fringe guys to get looks to get uh, to get opportunities to 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 play in some what will still be some tough games. I tell you what, even if the U.S. is qualified for the World Cup, Mm -hmm. that last game against Panama more than likely is going to be an intense affair. Panama is going to almost absolutely is going to need that game uh, possibly to qualify for the World Cup or even qualify for a, for a playoff spot to get to, you know, to play the playing uh, game for the World Cup. So, you know, the playing series. So, you know, that is going to be a great opportunity. Uh, but of course the U S still has to get it done in September. But again, this game in August is, is the chance for some of these guys that you mentioned, Danny Williams, is a perfect example you know he's going to be in camp for a few days. He'll probably get you know on the field. He's playing in in England now. He's made the move over to England uh, just to see where he is. And, and it's crazy to think about it. It was a year ago in September when Danny Williams had that great game against the Columbus Crew. And it seems like so. I mean, against Columbus Crew at, in Columbus against Jamaica, Danny Williams was outstanding. That was only a year ago. So you know, here's his chance now. I, I don't think he'll start, but I think he'll get some minutes. So he'll get a chance to impress. And the same goes for question. You know, if those guys don't impress in this camp and in, in the minutes they'll probably get, I don't know if they're going to get called up in September. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I guess when you look at the whole roster as a whole, um, I know you came out with the projection for the U.S. Uh, on your website. You know, everyone can go check that out. SoccerbyIvis.net. Debate it. Offer your own uh, your own starting 11. It's always fun to see what everyone comes up with. Some people are just crazy. But for you though, Ivis, what should we expect out of the U.S. men's national team? Will we see a Jermaine Jones, Michael Bradley uh, role in there? Will we see Bedoya on the wing? Will we see Joe Corona maybe not playing playing more centrally instead of as a winger? I mean, what will we see out of the U.S.?
1: Well, I think we're going to see a four four two and I, I don't see any way you don't have Bradley and Jones in the middle, especially against a team as good as Bosnia. You, you know, they, the quality that they have, especially in midfield, you have to have Jones and Bradley, their presence, uh, their ability to impose their will in the middle. You need those guys. They set a tone for everyone else. And then when you're talking about uh, also a young team, uh, uh, you know, an inexperienced defense most likely is going to take the field. You need those guys. So those guys will be there. If they're healthy, you know, barring any 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 knocks, they will be there. For me, I think Joe Corona and Alejandro Bedoya are going to get the starts. I was a little surprised, I got to say, about Bedoya just because he just made the move to France. Uh, he hasn't played since the Gold Cup final. You kind of wonder, you know, what kind of shape can he be in now? This is, uh, you know, what's, what are we, doing? two weeks? Uh, it's two weeks since the Gold Cup final. He hasn't played. How fit is he? So that's going to be a, a big question in, these, in this, the next couple of days of what he's able to show. If he shows that he's fit, if Klinsman believes that uh, Bedoya's fit, Bedoya's going to start. I mean, how do you not start him after the Gold Cup, the way he ended the, the last two uh, games, the semifinal and the final of the Gold Cup? I mean, he was big in both those games. So I think he, he's going to be there. I think Corona, I have a feeling he will be there. Uh, and that's the midfield. Up top, you almost have to go. Uh, Josie Alton or Eddie Johnson. I, I just, I just see it. I just think that's going to be the tandem. Um, Aaron Johansson. I don't think he's going to uh, be able to play because I don't think his paperwork is going to go through in time. And even if it does, I don't think I don't think Klinsman would would throw him in ahead of guys like Terrence Boyd and Eddie Johnson. Uh, you know, so I think it's going to be Josie Alton or Eddie Johnson. I'm very intrigued to see those two work together. Um, you know, there's this idea among some some sections of the, of the U.S. fan base that maybe they're sim- they're too similar they can't play together. That's not. I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, I think Eddie Johnson gives you a good speed element. He can run off Altidore. I think they can definitely work together well. I think maybe Boyd and Altidore. You can make that that argument that maybe they're a little too similar, so maybe you can't see them play together. Um, but I, I'd say I'd expect Josie Altador and Eddie Johnson up top.
0: Well, I think, you know, you want to see Josie moving around a lot. We saw that success in the, uh, the last three World Cup qualifying games. When Josie was moving, the U.S. had success up top. Going against this Bosnian team, though, Ivis, this is a team that's rolling right now. They are literally rolling nine-game unbeaten streak. They're dominating their group in the World Cup qualifying. Uh, the Euros right now, I mean, I think Greece is like 13 points behind them uh, in their group right now. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, three points behind them and and, and really controlling the group right now. This is a team that's also in the in the 7 in 7 out of the 9 games and they're 7 out of the 9 games, they're unbeaten streak. They've scored multiple goals in 7 of those games for the US. Ivis, what are they going to have to do against this this team from Bosnia that that has a very dynamic attack?
1: Well, it, it's a, it's, you know what? I got I'd you what, I'll give Klinsmann some credit because he he's probably going to trot out there a he's he's actually I don't think there's any way he doesn't trot out a center back tandem that hasn't played together before. And that's, I mean, think about that. I mean, you know, Bosnia is going to have Eden Zeko, a man, the Man City striker, uh, Vedad Ibisevic, who you know, for those with the good memories, we're talking about a player who actually played American college soccer before his long-winding road to the to Bundesliga success. Uh, you know, he played at St. Louis. Uh, he's one of those kind of un- under underappreciated success stories that come out of out of the college ranks. Uh, so with those two up top, and then their midfield, their midfield is stacked. When you talk about Lulic from Lazio. And, obviously, Pjanic from AS Roma, who is Michael Bradley's teammate. And then you have Sahad Sahilovic. I'm sure I said it wrong, from Hoffenheim. I mean, they, they're stacked. they got a ton of great attackers. Uh, they're they going to be tough to deal with. Uh, and, and that's the thing, man. I wonder if Klinsman, you know, he, he, he might have set himself up for a fall here by, you know, yeah. banking on Cameron and Orozco as his guys. And now Orozco's hurt. Now he's going to have to throw Brooks out there against some really top-flight firepower.
0: Well, then I think you're also going to have some problems in in the midfield. I mean, Michael Bradley, we've seen his success, and he should be playing more of a box-to-box role for the U.S. I mean, yes, I think people want him at a six, but, I mean, dude, if you saw – if you watched the MLS All-Star game, you saw Bradley contribute to the attack for Roma and look pretty good in that game in the attack. So, I mean, look, Bradley can attack. We've all seen it before. But Jermaine Jones, though, for me, I was. He has more of that, you know, kind of wandering, making meandering runs, attacking when he can, and I think that's going to put a lot of pressure on Cameron and John Anthony Brooks. I mean, do you see maybe Jurgen kind of telling his team to really stay back for the majority of the game and look for the counter?
1: Well, this has been an ongoing thing with with Jermaine Jones because here is what it boils down to: when he plays a Chaka. He he definitely plays more of the at home kind of defensive midfield role. There are occasions when he gets a little he, he gets mm-hmm. a little more of, of an attacking role. He might play a little wide sometimes, but generally speaking, he can and he has played in that number six role, stay at home, anchor the front in front of the defense uh, that position. But with the U.S. though. It almost seems like he feels like he, he he can do more. He feels like, you know what? Hey, I am Jermaine Jones. I am a Champions <laughs> League player. Oh, wait. Am I going to do an it? Are we going to start doing the impressions up? No. I'm Jermaine. Jo- no, I don't know. No, not, no not at all. all right. Yeah, no, we're not even trying. He ju- Jermaine, Jermaine Jones, Jones wants
0: he- more goals. That's the only thing. I was, come on. He just wants
1: goals. What's- no, well, you know what it is though. I almost feel like he feels. You know what? I am good enough. I am good enough on this U.S. team to get forward. And you know what? You can have you. You can make that argument, but at the same time, you have Michael Bradley, who is you know better than him. For my money, better than him getting forward. And you can't have them both get forward. And I think that's kind of the tug of war that that this group has had uh, with getting Jermaine Jones to have a little more discipline to stay deep. And that's why, in the, you know, and sometimes in the past you've had Klinsman play Jermaine Jones and Michael Bradley in front of another central midfielder. And that's when you mm-hmm. get caught up in this whole idea of, oh, this is you know three defensive midfielders. There's not enough creativity. And I think Clinsman learned his lesson from that, and so now we haven't seen that as much. But it's still up to Jermaine Jones. Can he have that discipline to stay home? Or are we going to just have to let him roam, let him get forward and yeah, do what he wants, and then make Bradley be the guy who's the more disciplined guy? Because you know Bradley will do whatever you're going to tell them to do. Right. If Jurgen tells him, listen, we need you to stay home more because Jermaine Jones is just going to do what he wants. Bradley will do that. But you know, Bradley's in a perfect better. Perfect Brad- world, there'd be more balance.
0: Bradley's better in the in the attack, anyways, than Jermaine Jones. I mean, he he's better in the attack. Yes, he's Jermaine more disciplined, Jermaine. and he and he has the ability to score goals. No offense to Jermaine Jones. I mean, I, look, I, I put more money on Michael Bradley to score a goal over Jermaine Jones any day. This is why I, this can't happen in this game, Ivis. And I know I'm throwing something out there that that will be interesting. I would love to see. Bradley and Jeff Cameron as the midfielders for the U.S. with Cameron playing the true six. I would just think that'd be interesting. Can't happen in this game, but in yeah, the future, right, though. Right? It, yeah, no, I can't. It will not happen. Here's the thing,
1: right? Cameron, he didn't get to get his games at center back uh, in, in qualifying, right? Uh, but he's still someone who who I think Jurgen wants to see as a center back. He still sees him as a top, you know, probably still one of his top four center backs. So this is a perfect game for him. This perfect When you're talking about Edin Zeko and that those are two quality forwards that are going to really push Cameron. So I think, you know, obviously he's going to stay there. Uh, Jermaine, the whole Jermaine Jones-Bradley thing, I think it's going to be an ongoing evolution there between those guys, getting an understanding so they can have a little bit more of the you go, I stay, you stay, I go. Once they really get that down to a science, I still think they're probably, if they're healthy – things stay the way they're going, they're probably going to be the starting cent- uh, central midfield tandem in in Brazil. And it's crazy. I know some will think that's crazy because of Jermaine Jones' age. You think, oh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's it's a step back for the U.S. If, if you have a player like Jermaine Jones who, when the when the World Cup kicks off, It'll is be- going to be 33 years old, 30, right? So 32. 32 years old. 32 and a half years old. Not exactly young, but still, the guy is a beast. He also cost, you know, he people forget. He also missed some playing time. He, you know, with an in, with injuries uh, early on when he first was kind of settling in to join the U.S. team. You know, so he might be 32, but he also missed like a year of playing time. So that might have helped him out as far as just mileage on him. But um, I don't know, man. I, I I I think I much like Klinsman want to see these guys play against a team like Bosnia. To see if they can figure this out. If they mm-hmm. can figure out the balance that you need to have against good teams. Especially teams that have the kind of talent that Bosnia have in the middle. When you talk about Pjan- Pjanic and, and S- Salijovic. I mean, those guys are quality players. They will burn you. If if Jermaine Jones and Michael Bradley get caught forward and leave space behind, those guys will absolutely make the killer pass. And if you if they do, you can count on someone like Zeko to finish.
0: I hope they figure it out, Ivis. And I hope that Jermaine Jones decides to stay back more. I just like Michael Bradley better in the attack, way more than Jermaine Jones. I mean, lots of discussion, though, in the comments, lots of discussion in general about the snubs. There's always going to be, oh, why didn't he get called up, blah, blah, blah. One of those is Eric Lehigh, and the other one, Timmy Chandler. What's the deal?
1: Well, I don't know if Timmy Chandler is a snub. I mean, I, I, I really? honestly, I don't know what's going on there. Because, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's who's turned down enough call-ups, right? I mean, so can anyone assume... That it was his decision this time around? And if it wasn't, then maybe Klinsman's gotten tired of it. Maybe Klinsman just decided, you know what? This guy is way too wishy washy This guy's way too on the fence. This guy is not committed enough. And you know what? He would have a point if that is what's going on now. Because the fact of the matter is, Chandler, throughout the past however many years, just hasn't shown enough of a commitment and desire to play for the U.S. Even though he's cap-tied now, even though he has to play for the U.S. now, you just don't get the sense that it's it, it, there's the fire there for him to want to come in, if and it should be. And you know what? I don't care if he didn't grow up in the U.S. I don't care that it, it should mean everything to him to come into the, into these camps. And it just doesn't seem like it is. Other guys, Jermaine Jones, Terrence Boyd, mm-hmm. other German Americans, they love getting called in. They love being with this with with the U.S. team, being with the guys, uh, hanging out, playing, representing the team, putting on the uniform. It means something to them, and you just get and you see that. I mean, Danny Williams, too. You know, you, you get that sense from those guys. Timmy Chandler, you know what? After all these times, all these mysterious injuries, uh, at, you know, his just absences, it's, you just, after, after a while, you kind of go, you know what? Forget it. You know what? It's fine. And if it, Klinsman's kind of put himself in a position where he can get away with that, because you know what? The U.S. team is playing really well now. So he doesn't need, I mean, you know what? Would, it be, would the U.S. be better with Chandler? Yes. But at the same time, you can't chase a player after a certain point you can't you got you know what you got to have a little more respect for the program and you got to say you know what fine stay away we don't need you we want guys who are committed and maybe at a certain point you'll realize what you've done and you realize the mistake you've made and maybe we'll think about bringing you in and i think they're at that point now and, and unfortunately right back situation's a little in, in limbo now because you know Trundle was hurt. Uh, Michael Parkhurst is not getting playing time, so that you know that is definitely shaking things up and make it a little tougher. But you got to give Klinsman credit; he found Brad Evans, he put him in at right back, and he looked good in qualifying. So now you have him as an option. So, yeah, that,
0: that, but he's not the answer going forward, though.
1: I love Brad Evans. You, but you know he's what? Not. It's about right now. It's about right now. I know. I know. He's getting I know. these know. games in September can't worry about Brazil just yet. You got to worry about right now. And if he can get the job done for these next upcoming games then there you go. Uh, and then obviously you have some other alternatives. Mike Horovasco can also play right back when he's healthy. Jeff Cameron can play right back when you have B. and Gonzalez and Clarence Goodson in. So there are other options. And but and then there's the another player who I do think is a snub mm-hmm. and who I think now you're starting to see more of a public sentiment agreeing with that is Eric Lehigh. I mean, I've been talking about Eric Lehigh for uh, years now, since the Gold Cup 2011, since the last time he played for the U.S., I have been bringing him up as someone who just should be getting looks. It's just, cra- it's just crazy to me. I mean, I know when he was at Aston Villa and he wasn't getting games regularly, you could kind of get away with the argument that, hey, he's not playing much at Villa. We're not going to call him in. But even when he did play at Villa, I mean, at the end of the 2012 season, when he had that run of starts at the end of the year for Villa, and he did all right. I thought, you know, he did all right. Brad, you know, but Brad before that, out.
0: before that, though, he was up and down, though, throughout the season, though.
1: That's fine. But you know what? There were... When you talk about the way he finished 2012, he absolutely, absolutely should have been called into that camp going into 2012 in that stretch of five games. Alfredo Morales, nothing against him, he gets a call into the camp. He goes to Florida. He gets a chance to show himself. Eric Lehigh nowhere to be found. So you know what? You kind of you write it off. You know, we I, I I've asked Jurgen about Lehigh in the past, and he's he's said the same thing all the time. Eric Lehigh is on our radar. He's on our radar. He has to get games. He has to play. You know what? He, so, so okay, fine. He and now he's made the move. He left Aston Villa. He's getting games now. The reviews, the reviews on Early High are pretty good now. You know, as far as his move and, and and the games that he's he's been able to play early on at Nottingham Forest, the reviews have been solid, right? So, if he is now in a situation where he's starting regularly, starting to impress, how is he still not get a call up? How does he not? And 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 you know what? It's hard to argue with anything Klinsman does these days because everything he's touched has turned to gold this summer. But that one, you kind of – you scratch your head kind of. Because I think now it's gotten to a point where what is the deal? is it, And it's this particular player that I think more so than any that you look at and you say, he seems like a guy who should be getting called in given what's going on at the right back position.
0: Ooh. The question is, what did he do to Jurgen? I'mus, come on. That, that I don't be know, question. man. I've heard all kinds of conspiracy. I've heard.
1: I've <laughs> I've heard seen, there's some what? funny that, that ones one out part. there. All right. Here, here's a here's a free, here's a bit of a loony one. Eric Lehigh is of Polish descent. Jurgen Klinsmann supposedly doesn't like Polish people. Boom, there you go, conspiracy. theory. <laughs> I don't. I, wait, wait. Where
0: did I I you hear that one?
1: I don't even remember. You know what? Oh my what? god, that's just, ridiculous. No, I'm not. I'm not saying there's anything to that. But you know what? It's just crazy. Like, what? <laughs> it's just you know what? Right. When you think about the full-back positions we're talking about a guy who can play either position he's more of a right back but he can play left back and and i don't know man i just i tell you what if i if if, you know what gun to my head i need to start someone at left back in a game to win to save my life i would i would i would start every high left back before i would start Edgar Castillo I, absolutely, absolutely, I would.
0: Of course, Edgar so, Castillo doesn't even want to play defense anyway.
1: He's admitted he's to that games, on
0: numerous yeah, occasions. He's,
1: right? He's, yeah, <laughs> he's like, I Edgar don't. Castillo <laughs> pretty much says, <laughs> "I don't know why they keep playing in the air, but I guess I'll keep playing there." Stop it, Ivis.
0: Stuff. Ivis, if you're going to put words in someone's mouth, you got to give me uh, impersonation right there. Come on.
1: Well, man, I don't, I don't know why they keep playing me in left back. I don't, I'm not a defender. I'm, I'm a winger, man. I don't know why they keep playing me there. Okay, there you go. That was my Edgar Castillo. I, all apologies. But anyway, I don't get it. I really don't. And you know what? Hopefully, for Lehigh's sake, he just keeps on playing, keeps on getting starts, and you hope at some point he gets a look. And at, at some point, if if, if Klinsman and his, his scouting network really is looking at Lehigh, they'll start to see the quality. Because I think he's good. I think he is a good, very good right back. I, I think he's a solid left back. He can play left back if you need him there. But he's he, for me, right back, I think he's the best right back prospect in the pool. I'm just going to go out and say, when you look at who's there, uh, Marco, Michael Parker's is an older player. Uh, Timmy Chandler, you don't know where his head is, right? There's obviously that next generation of younger guys, with DeAndre and Andrew Farrell. Those guys are coming up. Height, but there's a gap there. There's a bit of a gap there where I think Eric Lehigh fits, and I think he's someone who absolutely should be getting those. Well,
0: Ivis, we've reached the end of the show. The final Q&A for the next two weeks before we go on our vacation. First question comes from Jason Frey I Whatever. Hey, Ivis, do you see Bobby Wood possibly sneaking in the 2014 World Cup roster? Well, I
1: know everyone loves to try to project a long shot, and there's always, there, there always seems to be at least one player who kind of comes out of nowhere to get on and would he's a little young man I mean I I don't know I I, I'm not sold yet I mean I think he's definitely a promising player and he's someone you can look at put him on the radar for 2018 but 2014 I think it's gonna be a little young a little early a little early I don't know if he's I don't know if he's the young player I would throw on there
0: he's only 20 years old I mean if it happens next year he'll be 21 Ivis so I mean. Well, well, yeah, and
1: in 2018, eighteen, twenty five, he'll be in the prime of his. Uh, he'll be playing in the actual Bundesliga, maybe as opposed to Bundesliga two.
0: That is true. Next question comes from Mike at Getting Rad MC. Is there anything under the radar Is there anyone, excuse me, under the radar that you would have liked to see take the place of Roscoe in the Bosnia friendly?
1: Well, I think based on the earlier rant, I think most people would would probably. Expect me to say Eric Lehigh. Under the radar, Oh, Under the radar.
0: Got to give me name under the radar here, man. Come
1: under on. the radar. Let's see. Defenders. Like Freddie you do radar. He's under the radar. You know. Well, we, again, we're talking about replacing Arraso. <laughs> oh, I so, see. Let me think. Uh, defenders under the radar. Shane O'Neill. There you go. Under 20. Nah, you know what? He's a little young. He's a little young. You're not, not going to throw him in Bornstein? there. <laughs> Is he, he, hasn't, he hasn't played in forever. I don't know if know. I'm giving would, you names I, under the radar. Come on, he's under he's under the bus. He's not under the radar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry, 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 Johnny. Sorry, sorry to throw you under the okay. bus there.
0: Next question comes from Simon Twaitz. Because of your vacation, which game are you most sad that you won't be able to watch?
1: Uh, well, that one's easy for me. I have to say it's not USA Bosnia. I'm sure I'll find a way to watch that in Peru. But I will say Seattle Portland because I absolutely would have been in Seattle for that one. That one's going to be insane. It's going to be standing room only at Central League Field. It's so a, a true, true sellout, more than likely. Uh, that's going to be an amazing game, and I, I, I'm, I'm pretty torn up about that. And it's going to be Dempsey uh, at home against the Timbers. It's going to be unbelievable. And anyone, I tell you what, if you you do not want to miss that game, and I'm going to I'm going to envy every single person that makes it into that stadium for that game.
0: I, I think I'll miss the. Uh, I think I get in like crazy early on Saturday, and I know I'll probably pass out from from the time delay. So I'll probably miss the first day of the Premier League. So I'll be very
1: sad, very sad. I don't know if there's any super super matchups on on the first weekend. I think you know what? it's the yeah, first day. I, w- I, w- I just love to see upsets right, because right. the English well, media will be like,
0: "Oh my god, the first time that Liverpool is sixteenth and lower since blah blah blah.
1: It's the end of the world. It's hilarious. I love it. That was terrible." <laughs> well, Manchester United here. under David Moyes has opened the season with a 3 0 victory. That's okay. Critics-
0: that's that is no way better than mine. That is that is on critics- par with how bad mine is. The
1: critics are already complaining about <laughs> David Moyes. He only won by three goals. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. I, you know what? I would say that it, I, I, I it is. I'm, I'm going to have to set my TiVo because I I, I want to see the 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 production. You know, I want to see the uh, how yeah, that's how. Right. I, NBC is going to treat the Premier League how it's going to look, and you know it should be it should be fun to watch. And uh, I'm I'm going to miss the first two weekends, so that's going to uh, hopefully you know when I get back we'll, we'll start seeing the, the 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 real deal marquee matchups.
0: Next question comes from Jake Hatch. What is the deal with the, with Timothy Chandler and his on again off again relationship with the U.S. Men's National Team? Is he on the outside now?
1: I don't know, man. I don't know what the deal is. I, I would say this right. I, I can remember having a conversation with Klinsman uh, in the early summer. And and you know what? It, it, it was an issue with, with Klinsman and the national team just trying to figure out his commitment. Uh, what's the deal? Is he fully committed? And I just I just think there's too many question marks. And at this point, it would not shock me at all if Klinsman is just fed up and, and just wants to just move on to other options. Let Let Chandler figure it out. And that's the thing, right? I mean, who knows? Maybe he's injured again. But I don't know, man. I think at at a certain point if a guy is always injured when it's time to to, you know, step up and put on the uniform, after a while it's like, all right, we get a guy. We're not going to, you know, we're not we'll call you. Don't call us. And I and I think it's totally fair for him to do that. And I think he just has to to move on and and look at other guys who who want to be there and who really are committed. And even if you need, and I tell you what, while they might not be better than Timmy Chandler, you know what? The, the U.S. team doesn't need to go chasing guys. They don't need to go begging guys to to, to wear the colors, to wear the to wear the U.S. shield. If you don't want to come play for the U.S. then stay home, Clinsman will find other people.
0: Next question comes from Beer J. Be like Beer then J. Do the LA Galaxy have any chance to 3 p with Couticini in goal?
1: Uh, no. I would say no, and I think they know that, which is why they signed Jaime Pinedo, who I don't see any way. He is not the starting goalkeeper come September. I would say I would be absolutely shocked if Couticini starts another game from October on. I think I think Pinedo's going to take the job. He's more athletic, quicker. Uh, more confident. Uh, you know what? At the end of the day, I think Kuduchini just, he's past it. I think he's a little, he's too slow. He, his reaction time just isn't what it sh- needs to be. He's just not, he's just not nimble. He's just like, he, he 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 just looks stiff. hes He looks like a stiff. There's no other way to say it. He's makes, he makes some saves here and there. You see the glimpses of it, but he just doesn't have it anymore. And and I think the Galaxy, I think they know that and that's why they went and got Pinedo and, and I think that is going to ultimately be if they end up winning the title that will be the master stroke that helps them win it because, they, like I said, they would, they would not have won with, with Curicini as the goal.
0: And the final que- question comes from Mr. Fox Sports News, Brendan Dunlap, who has great hair, just great hair. And Ivis, if I've learned anything about my TV appearances in Phoenix, Arizona, it's all about the hair. Is Clem Dempsey the best thing to happen to Seattle since Sleepless in Seattle?
1: Uh, he is probably, you know, I don't know. I, I think a lot of, I think plenty of good, of amazing
0: I say no, happened. I say 10 things I hate about you is the best thing to happen from Seattle. And that movie is uh, boss. How about,
1: how about Salumi. How about the Salumi uh, sandwich shop in Seattle? I don't, I've never
0: been place. to Seattle, so I I don't know.
1: Well, there you go. Well, you know what? I'm sure there are at least a few people in Seattle who would probably say Dempsey's the best thing to happen in Seattle since legalized marijuana. Uh, uh, there's got to be a few. There's got to be a few people who would who would throw that one out there. <laughs> and oh, by the way, we're you know what? Since we're doing we're, we're doing we're, we're doing the the awful uh, impressions today, I, th- I think it's pretty funny. No, we're not. In- we, oh, we
0: are. Or did that just happen? Well, we did them.
1: We've done a few. I don't know if you're going to edit them out. No, uh, no I hope no, you no. don't because I'm sure people get a laugh out of some of them. Because people tell uh,
0: me that my British accent was a million times better than yours.
1: Well, and you know what? That wasn't my best attempt. At oh, man, can, this I guy,
0: this guy, you. Oh my gosh, you I can't. Drop,
1: I can drop some. I can drop some. Some British accents. Well, What's fun? Right. Well, speaking of British accents, yes. Brendan Dunlop actually does a pretty darn good David Beckham, and it's funny because uh, you know when I first met Brendan back in like 2011 at the at the Gold Cup uh, around that time, I saw his uh, he did one. He did a he did a Beckham. And he's great. He's great. He, we need to we need to get him to to do it on Instagram or Vine. Now, you could probably maybe you could find it on YouTube or something. But that that that's one. Uh, that's a pretty good one.
0: Why don't we just say that we're interviewing David Beckham and have him come on and not tell anyone, and then <laughs> we could just be like, "Yo, we got David Beckham on. He's talking about MLS team in, in Miami." And oh my god, could you imagine that story would be that podcast?
1: I guess, would be would be so hot if we did that. Well, we already gave it away now. Everybody knows we're, the They idea don't know. What
0: mean if we on? really got Beckham? Pe- people won't know. We'll we'll, we'll clean this up and post. <laughs> I mean, if that if, it, if that, I'll go back and I'll take this out.
1: No, don't. Uh. Now leave it in, leave it in, because we're not. You know what? I tell you what, folks, we're not getting. <laughs> we're not getting David Beckham. Uh, eh, you know what? Maybe we will. I don't know. We'll work on that. We'll work on that uh, while we're on vacation.
0: <laughs> if that happens, I, oh my god, I'd be like, "Hey, mom, we're gonna get David." My mom would like find a way to get on our show. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah I don't know man that would be a good you know what hopefully we can get Beckham and then we'll both do fake British accents and we'll...
0: <laughs> oh yeah because I yeah I'm sure that'd be great for, uh, we'll be for, like, for every
1: hair-ish. broadcast team on American soccer television these days oh my
0: god yeah I know it's pretty wild right now Ivis that wraps up the show man you need to continue packing for your vacation I need to pretend to start packing for my vacation so you have a good time man and I'll catch
1: up with you in, uh, in two weeks. Yes, sir, and uh, I just you know want to thank everyone that's been uh, supporting the show and listening, and uh, you know we are going to take this break for two weeks, but uh, we'll be back soon, and uh, hopefully you guys have been enjoying the show, and 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 don't you know let us know what, what you like, what you don't like. I, I, I've said it before, uh, you know, let us know what you want to want to see and what what you're enjoying, what parts you like, and we'll, we'll keep trying to uh, tinker with the show. We want to give you what we want to give everybody. Uh, the show that they that they want and the American uh, soccer fans deserve. I mean, I know there's a lot of shows out there that you could be listening to, and maybe we're not even the only show you listen to, but we're going to keep trying to make it the best show that you guys listen to.
0: That was very well said, Ivis. I think, yeah, I yes, I, I agree with you on everything you said like that. I, I appreciate everyone listening to this show, and, uh, I th- man, it's been fun to uh, to watch and see how we've grown since January. And, and no one no one listened to those early shows, please. They were just
1: horrible. <laughs> They're still there. This is so totally, bad. You can totally rip Garrett. Oh my his, God. Uh, I was so his, bad. His, I was I came, with, I came in with I
0: came in with like my yo 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 MTV raps and oh my god, that that
1: did not go well. It was rough. It was rough. You've def- you've evolved. You've evolved. I'll give you that. Uh I w- I w- you know, so just uh, last couple things, make sure you uh uh, get, check us out on iTunes. Give us some reviews. And, and I, like I said, the last show, you know, if, if you, you need something to kill the time over these next few weeks when you're missing our show, go back and listen to some of our interviews. I'm telling you, we got some good interviews there uh, in the can and in our, in our, you know, catalog at this point that, you know, are still, are still good uh, listens and still, I think, uh, pretty entertaining. So when we get back, I can tell you what, we're going to definitely try to go on a run. And get the interviews rolling again. Uh, I will be in Costa Rica for the U.S. Costa Rica game in September, and I will be in Columbus for USA Mexico. So we we're definitely going to step things up and come September and then and try to you know take this show uh, to that next level. So uh, you know don't don't forget about us, and uh, we'll be back at the end of the month.
0: And you also be in uh, Salt Lake for that U.S. Open Cup final with me, right?
1: I I don't know. Man. SBI Roadshow, come on, I will be the first it, it, ever SBI Roadshow. You know, if anyone wants to send me a ticket, then I'll I'll be there. I'll be there. But, I will uh, be there. Yeah.
0: I will actually be there. This is why you need to go.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? Why don't you go to Columbus? Oh, that's not I, right. I, I can't make that happen. I tell you what, USA Mexico. Everybody needs to go to a USA Mexico game in their lifetime. It's just an experience. Whether it's here or in Mexico, you got to do it at least once and. I know it's a tough ticket to get, and it's already sold out, and uh, I don't even want to know how much those tickets are going to be going for next month, but if you can find a way to be there, if you can find a way to be in that stadium, it's going to be a night to remember. And, you know, I've been lucky enough. I've seen, I don't know, I've seen, like, over a dozen USA-Mexico games. I've seen uh, two USM Mexico games in Columbus that's in '05 in and '09, and, and both of those are among the best, some of the best games I've ever been to, just as far as environment and the fans and the experience. So, if you find a way to be there, be there. You know what? And you know what? Even if go to Columbus and just party in Columbus, maybe it'll be maybe uh, the US will be celebrating a, a, a World Cup uh, birth.
0: If that happens, I could guarantee that the table service that I also buy will, will probably increase to three <laughs> or four tables if that happens.
1: Ooh, I don't know, man. I'm not rolling like that, man. I'm not. I'm not living large like that. Unfortunately, not yet. I haven't. Uh, I haven't started to get the bids yet for the empire because you know we we we're waiting for those. To, we're waiting for the you know the the big buyer to come in and 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 uh, make us all make us all some money.
0: Yeah, but, and then and then get us uh, doing some video work because you know there's nothing better than getting guys behind a radio show on TV. <laughs>
1: Yeah, let's get that sponsor on the radio show first. <laughs> yeah, one step look. at a time. Yeah, exactly, step, exactly.
0: Well, Ibis, have a good vacation, man. I'll talk to you again in two weeks. The next show we'll have will be on June thirtieth, man. So uh, have a good time. I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you again.
1: August thirtieth. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, August thirtieth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. We're not taking a 11 month <laughs> hiatus. That would. Be, yeah, we'll be back in June. We'll talk about the World Cup and uh, who made it for the U.S. So yeah, we'll, see
0: you next time. <laughs> we'll just see. pretend like we had shows the whole entire time. Ibis is yeah, right. You
1: can, you guys don't care about anything that happens between now and June anyway, right? You only care about the World Cup. So, you know what? We'll come back in June. Yeah.
0: All right. Maybe. Okay. Not, I, well, not. then me, get the Garrett cleverly experience, will come back on, on Friday, August 30th. <laughs> so, Ivis, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you then, man. Have a good time.
1: All right, man. We'll be back in two weeks.
0: So, and, uh, be ready. And as always, everyone, thank you for everything. Look for the next show on August 30th. This is the SBI Show.